Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Episode 3. I'm your host, Heather McDonald, and today we are talking about creating trust with digital marketing. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelts. So, when most people go out to create a digital marketing program. They're looking to make sales. The way it works in digital marketing, it's it's simple but complex. We need to like you and trust you before we'll buy from you. If you're trying to kind of get around that, what you're going to be selling on is price. And that's not where I want to see anybody. Your products, your services, your offerings are valuable. And I don't want to see you in that bargain basement where you're trying to discount everything and give everything away just to build an audience. The quickest and easiest way around that is to sell on value rather than to sell on price. So how do we get people to understand the value of working with you? It starts with a solid brand. We trust good brands. If we hear that somebody drives a Mercedes, first of all, we think something about them because it's part of their branding. And also we think these people are never going to have car trouble. These people are never going to, you know, have complications around their vehicle. Their vehicle is going to be not only expensive, it's going to be solid and good. So the Mercedes brand is is well trusted. If, by the way, disclaimer here, I know nothing about vehicles at all, and I'm a VW and Jeep kind of like person. So if it is possible that, you know, they don't have as great a brand as I think they do. But to me, as an outsider, I'm looking at BMW, I'm looking at Mercedes, I'm looking at all of those higher end cars as being not only fancy, but also reliable. So a good brand has nothing to do with what you actually sell. It's not about this is a car. It's about this is a Mercedes. Coke and Pepsi both sell diabetes in a bottle. What sets them apart, Coke came out as Coke sells happiness. I'd like to buy the world a Coke because Coke sells happiness. Pepsi, when they came onto the market, well, they couldn't also be happiness. So they chose, after a couple of really dismal years of branding, to be the voice of the new generation, which automatically makes Coke what? Well, the voice of the old generation. And who wants to be putting themselves in that little bucket? So they did a really good job when they were branding themselves, not only to kind of distract from what they actually sell, but also to say, if you do this, it means you're happy. If you do this, it means you're young. So what is your brand? What do you sell? I sell authenticity. I sell, we make mistakes. We screw up all the time. And I'm a human. We are humans selling to humans. And we will do the best job we can for you. That's what we sell, is that level of authenticity. So once you have a solid brand down, you have good reputation. People know you. They like you. How do you get them then to trust you? A lot of people get stuck on the like part. I really like this person. I love the way they talk. I love the way they sound. I love that they're talking just to me. But I don't really know if, they're, if I'm actually going to give them my money. That, that's a totally you know, separate thing. So how does the digital market measure trust? When you go to 
any company's Facebook page, when you go to Google anybody, when you go to their websites, you are looking for reviews and recommendations. If there are testimonials, if there's a review section, anything like that, social proof matters so much. If I'm going through a whole site and a a site I was on literally this morning that actually said, it has been said that this program is the most powerful and life-changing program, blah, 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 blah. You didn't tell me who said it. I don't believe you because you could have been the person who said that. Well, I'm going to say that this program is powerful. And then I get to type, it has been said that this program is powerful. That's not going to work. We want to hear from real humans. So if you can get testimonials and put them in your content, don't put them over on the testimonials page, which is basically where content goes to die. Because we nobody's actually going to go looking and clicking to see that because we kind of know you've asked those people. So Facebook reviews are incredibly valuable because nobody's asking people to leave a review, right? If they don't like you, they'll say it. Google reviews, same thing. If you're struggling with those, we have some information coming up in a a future episode to talk about negative reviews and how to turn them into positives. But your goal is to get as many people as you can positively reviewing you across Facebook, across Google, and then having, yes, absolutely having testimonials with a name attached on your website. The second thing they want is to know who else you've done this for. You can build trust online by case studies. I took this hairdresser's business and brought them from this to this. And this is how I did it. Give away the secrets of what you do. If you, if I know, let's say I'm a taxi company and I'm looking for a company to handle all of our car repairs. And I go online and I find out, oh, well, UPS uses these guys or, you know, um, the fire department uses these guys or the police uses these guys. That's a referral network, not based necessarily on who I know, but definitely based on who I trust. Let us know the largest companies that you work with. Let us know who you do business with and who already trusts you just by commenting it, by saying, you know, great day working with the fire department today on your social media will go further than saying, we have a sale on this today, please come on it. The third way to measure trust, human connection. If I know who I'm talking to and I'm not talking to a logo and a brand name, I'm a lot more likely to trust you. If Tim Cook comes on and talks to me about Apple versus Apple giving a press release, I'm going to pay attention to one of those things more than the other one. I personally really like Tim Cook. He's kind of down to earth. He's kind of interesting and cool as a CEO, especially in comparison to Steve Jobs, who's also, you know, incredibly cool as a CEO, but they're very, very different. That difference helps me trust their brand now. And of course, you can never, ever, ever question the power of personality. So if you as the owner are not very comfortable standing up. You don't want to be the face of the business. That doesn't mean you get rid of having a face of the business. That means you're going to pick somebody and or hire somebody to be the face of the business. Somebody needs to be out there with their human presence, their personality, really reflecting what you do as a brand. So how do we build that? What happens? What do we do? Tactically speaking, 
To build trust on websites, number one, I need to see your face. Faces matter. So having a picture of the team, the actual people who will be working on your project, that is incredibly important. If you're a one person show, I want to be able to know that from day one and I wanna know what you look like. It really is that important. I need to make a relationship with you before I call you. That seems weird, but it's really the only way it's going to work on a large digital massive scale. The point of digital marketing is to hit everybody with the same amount of effort that it takes to hit a couple of people. I don't want you knocking on doors anymore. I want you setting up a website where I get to know you, like you, trust you, and buy from you all in one place and all in one experience. So to do that, I need to see your face. In terms of static content, content that doesn't change, that's evergreen, that you don't have to update all the time. On websites, that's generally your front page, your about page, and your contact page. I should be able to get to know you by looking at those three pages. And it shouldn't be generic sell, sell, sell stuff. There should be stuff about who you are, your ethic, your work ethos. All of those things need to be on your about page, your front page, and your contact page. They need to be written as if you are a human writing to humans. So if your language isn't perfect, that's okay, I promise. But if you have no pictures up there, or if heaven help you, they are all stock pictures, that is the first thing to change. So go on to your static content, go on to the pages that don't change. Maybe it's your services page, however it is. Look at the language and see if that matches the language that you use when you talk to potential clients. If it isn't, you have your first thing to change. Then of course we have dynamic content. Also on websites, we have the stuff that we're supposed to update all the time, the stuff that we're supposed to be building on. So blogs, um, case studies, white papers, videos, updated images, all of those things. Those things also need to be written in a way that we will trust you. So they need to be written with human language in human terms, and we need to be able to see you. Yes, this does mean that I'm asking you to do videos with your face. Yes, I understand that's not comfortable, but it works. And the more uncomfortable you are, the more we actually like you because we're uncomfortable doing it too. So if we see you out there and you are struggling to get through this, Believe me when I tell you that is okay. That is acceptable. And it's actually kind of endearing to us. So when you're writing blogs, write them as a human. You do not have to be, you know, this credentialized government speak, lawyers, none of that stuff. Write the way you speak. When you talk to somebody, you get excited about your product. Show us that excitement, that enthusiasm in your blogs, in your videos, and even in your images. To build trust on social media, there are simple ways to do it and there are more complex ways to do it. Simple way to do it, take lots of pictures. Lots and lots and lots of pictures. Take pictures of behind the scenes. Take pictures in your office. Take pictures at home. Bring us as as much into your life as you're comfortable with. So we already kind of know and like and we'll start to develop trust with who you are. Taking pictures of the good stuff and sometimes the bad stuff is incredibly powerful when it comes to building a relationship with people before they ever enter your space. The second thing is write in your real voice. I have had people send me things and say, can you make this sound markety? 
when what they've written is real. And I've sent it back and said, okay, I've totally made it ready to, ready to put out there on Facebook. And what, I haven't changed anything. And they're like, no, no, no. I needed to have like the good words, like synergy and did it. I don't even know what those mean. No, you don't need to have those. Put this out there because that people are eventually going to talk to you. And we want to know who you really are right in your real voice. Sure, you want to edit for grammar, especially if it's going to be distracting. But if you have a spelling error in there or you have a very obvious typo in there, we're not holding it against you, I promise. It actually builds trust. Unless you are an editor or if you are, you know, somebody who sells writing, then really get somebody else to check your and to proof your work and check your work for you because then you're hurting the trust because if you don't even edit your own stuff, how are you supposed to edit mine? But unless you are in the specific area of word selling, a couple of typos, they're not going to hurt you. The next thing to do to build trust on social media, post really helpful stuff regularly. Don't keep everything behind the curtain. Don't keep everything back. And don't always think about making yourself the expert. Yes, you'll become the expert and the thought leader by doing this. But the biggest thing is if it comes from a place of I'm going to help you not use me until you need to use me, the audience will love you for that. They will be really, really excited that they get to go try this stuff and then they'll go try this stuff and it'll be really hard or messy or stupid or something. And then they'll come to you because you're the one that gave them the helpful information in the first place. They will trust that you have their best interest at heart because you'll be giving out the information for free and say, go do this yourself. Then when you're ready, then come talk to me. And I want to know more about your business. I want to know more about what you do and how you help in your community. And automatically, I just trust you because you are now a good person. You're a good human for good humans. And the last one, obviously, it leads back to reviews. Ask for reviews and recommendations. Tell people you're looking to build your story. Will you help me? A lot of times when I send out requests for testimonials, which I do fairly regularly, I will send one out and I will get absolute crickets. I was sending them out all the time and I was getting nothing back. And I was like, oh my gosh, everybody hates me. Nobody wants to be my testimonial person. Uh, Actually, that wasn't true. What was happening was they weren't comfortable writing. Especially, apparently for me, since what we sell is writing, they didn't want me judging their writing. So I tweaked it a little bit. I sent it out and said, if you want to write one, we would absolutely love that. If you want one written for you by us, which then you will review and you will tweak to, you know, so that it's true for you, we can also do that. As soon as I did that, I got like an 80% uptake. It was crazy. It was the idea of, I don't know what to write that was paralyzing everybody. So if you're struggling to get testimonials, first of all, don't take it personally because that can be really hard in the head. (laughs) Second of all, offer to write them for them and then have them approve the words. As long as they approve the words, you are still in valid review, valid testimonial territory. And be honest in your testimonial that you're sending to them so they go, absolutely, yes, no problem. I worked with this person. It was fun. It was easy. It was whatever words you can use that are human words that you can say this customer actually had this experience and then they just get to say yes. Go for it. 
always ask for reviews and recommendations. In terms of more complex stuff, you can do videos. Video work is always going to be the most impressive on, on social media. Social media right now loves video. Captioning your videos using a service like Rev.com or something is actually going to make it even better. It's an extra little boost to make your um, videos captioned so that because 80% of videos are listened to without sound. So if you can make it so that people can still get your information, that is ideal. But videos are going to be a really big thing for every business out there. Ask for video testimonials. Ask customers when they come in, will you just say five minutes about like not even five minutes, 10 seconds about your experience with us? And if they're at the desk and you're videotaping them and they say, we love you guys so much, there's lots of your customers who actually love doing video. They love being in front of the camera and they love telling people when they love things. There's nothing better than seeing a person's face light up when they're talking about something they love. And when they love your product and they love your service and you've really help them out, they will be very happy to do that if you ask and if you make it easy. So if you give them a little template, say, we love your company. You gave us this, this, and this. Thanks so much. Everybody come check these people out. That's not stressful for people. And they'll be up for doing that versus saying, can you give me a video testimonial, please? And they're like, uh, no, I don't know what to say. Give them a template, make it easy and make it available right there on the spot. The last big thing about building trust on social media is make sure you check that your website and social media brand are integrated. Make sure when people go to your website, they can recognize the same personality that existed on your social media. A lot of brands are making their websites serious and their social media is where they get to be fun. But unfortunately, we tend to buy off of the website and less off of the social media presence. We find out about you on social media and we buy from you on the website. And if what we bought into on social media was this super fun person and then your website is super serious, we now have a disconnect. And that becomes, oh, I, I don't, that, be, that actually hurts trust. I don't know if which one of you is the real you. So I'm just going to think about it. I'm not going to jump into it right now. How else can you build trust using digital marketing? Email. Send people emails, but only ones that are really, really useful. And even when you're doing that, have it be 100% conversational. If I can read email marketing and say, oh, a marketer wrote this, it's probably bad. The best marketers write like humans. They will say, hey, you guys, blah, 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 blah. They won't say blah, 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 blah. But they'll say, hey, you guys, we're offering this amazing new deal. We really, really want you to check it out. They come off with some enthusiasm, but they also come across as humans talking to humans. If you're doing email marketing right now, go in and make sure it's written in the way that you speak. If it isn't, I will save you time and money by telling you just to not do it. So to recap, the most important thing are referrals and recommendations, but we want to know who you are. We want to know about you. We want to see your face. We want to know about your life a little bit. We want to know who we're talking to before we choose to talk to you in person. On a website, you do that by having 
your face and the faces of the team everywhere and having simple conversational language throughout. Drop the jargon, drop trying to sound smarter than me, drop trying to credentialize yourself by use of multi-syllable words. It doesn't work. We're not impressed. We're turned off. Talk to me as a human who understands my pain points and is looking to solve them. On social media, be what you are. Take lots and lots of pictures of the whole gamut of things. Not just here are pictures of, not just selfies, but lots of selfies. Not just here are pictures of my products, but pictures of the products in use by people. The more faces you can add, the better you'll be. And give away as much helpful stuff as you can. Tell people everything you can possibly tell them for free and help them find everything you can possibly help them find for free and build out your brand so that your brand is known as being helpful so that your brand is known as being the authority where you go to find out about because then eventually what you'll become is the authority we go to buy from and get active in your community and when you do most importantly let us know it's not bragging it's brand building Up next, we are going to be talking about procrastination, a couple of the main causes and some really, really useful tips you can use to finally defeat the monster that is procrastination. If you like what you've heard today, please let us know. We completely live on validation. Hit subscribe, leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch to see how we can help you, you can find us at Hala, H-A-L-A dot agency or online everywhere as Hala Connected, H-A-L-A Connected. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.